That's the way that the pod goes round. We upload it every Tuesday and they load it right down. John and Al just having a clown. That's the way that the pod goes round. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Don't Praise the Machine with myself, Alexander Holland, and my co-pilot, Johnny. There you go. <laughs> Excellent. John's, John's had a depressive episode, so he's... <laughs> I'm, having, I'm having a little trouble. Oh, I promised you'd be here, so okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it, like force you to i said that i'd send you uber eats if you did the cast i said i'll send you chicken tikka masala with a large coke zero i just want a tub of neapolitan ice cream i can do 20 minutes i can start off with i'm going to do recommendation you ready for this oh yeah Recommendation. Don't raise that machine. Recommendation. <laughs> yeah, watch this. I've been watching. I've been absolutely addicted to opiates, which uh, <laughs> have really been making me feel good. They're yeah. really Moorish. Those opiates. <laughs> Moorish. No, like a <laughs> like a fucking the ultimate packet of Tim Tams. <laughs> <laughs> I've been uh, addicted to this Netflix series called This Is Pop. Oh, yeah. I've, like, binged. I've binged the first four episodes. Mm-hmm. Anybody who's interested in music, mm-hmm. get on it. They're quite, they seem to be quite random takes, which is great. The first one is just about the 90s four-piece vocal phenomenon, Boys to Men. Oh. And the second episode is all about um, the audio effect Auto tune and how it's changed the music wow. industry, and they they speak they speak to the guy who invented it. That's really excellent. Uh, and then also there's one on Britpop. Yeah. You're gonna love it. So that's that sounds this great. Is pop on Netflix, and maybe this can be a new part of the show. Yeah, we'll have what's off. on John's radar. Then we'll have apologies and corrections, <laughs> and then. <laughs> Then addictions. <laughs> Addic- what's your ad- things that Al's got addicted ad- to this week? What What's your addiction? Is I- it a show or is it a blow? What's it going <laughs> to be this week? That's actually um, that's reminded me of something else, which which I've been thinking about, which is that the term binge mm. was, you know, it, the term binge originally meant that you were partaking in usually a substance mm-hmm. you know, like alcohol or drugs mm. and so and then when streaming services came along that offered you an entire series in yeah. one go where you didn't have to wait for it to air each week like you did with traditional tv then the term binge got used for that for yeah. just streaming something yeah and then there's a i mean this might be out in territories outside of australia we even have a uh, streaming platform called Binge, oh. and it strikes me that the word binge now is probably getting used more for streaming services mm. than for its original intention. And then, if you were to say to a child, 
oh, I binged on alcohol last night. Yeah. They'd say, oh, that's so funny. You're they- using the TV word to talk about how much yeah. alcohol you drank. And it also would, <laughs> I wonder if there's been talk about that in, like in, you know, counselling services where they've said, oh, well, the word binge doesn't really have a, we, we really worked to give it a negative connotation and now it's got this kind of fun self-care connotation. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Oh, man, did I, boy, oh, boy, did I binge on cocaine the other day. Oh, Silly I had a real bugger. self-care day. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God, I just got a big old tub of Ben and Jerry's and an eight ball and I just cuddled <laughs> up in bed. Yeah. <laughs> I just had a good old night. Just drank mouthwash until I passed out, and it was, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, that's true. There's, I mean, I'm always amazed by how flagrant streaming services are about that. I mean, there are categories on maybe Netflix or maybe Stan. They're the two that I have, <clears throat> which okay. are obviously geared towards that. It's got like a category will be. Here's something you can watch a whole series of in a weekend or maybe the whole show in a weekend. Oh, and okay. um, and then it'll be one of them is like casual viewing, which I just love because it's basically just like I don't even care. I just don't want to engage. I want to get into a sort of <laughs> dissociative flow state. <laughs> so just show me just show me like a train going down, going through the Swiss Alps or you can show me like <laughs> – I don't know, Dad's Army episodes or just something that I don't care about but I don't hate. Fugue state viewing. Yeah, fugue state viewing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's great. It's almost like um, they, they're not even claiming that it's good. No. You know, casual. Casual just, viewing. I, that's what I always think. Yeah. Like imagine if you, you know, I just think, what would the screenwriter think if it was like <laughs> – that was like my yeah, magnum mate. opus. Them, that and was now my it's like magnum the, opus. It's the TV they equivalent put it in of casual like viewing. airport fiction. <laughs> so you have you have Stan and Netflix. What's on Stan that you like? Uh, it's a bit got a bit. Why Stan? Why Stan? It's the Australian streaming service. It's got a bit more of a <clears throat> slightly off the beaten track selection. So there's like quite a lot of Werner Herzog movies on there. Ah, uh, okay. Um, there's kind of more classic films from different eras, but I've been trying to wean myself off the old casual viewing. Yeah, I've been watching, as we've we've discussed Becker on the show previously. I've been really <laughs> hitting the Beckers. <laughs> I've been just binging Becker. Too much uh, King of Queens. My eyes oh, are getting boy. weary. My back is getting tight. King of Queens <laughs> was a great show. What's that guy's name again? Kevin James? That. Is it? No. Is yeah, that, Kevin James. That's is him. It? Yeah. Well done. Um, sort of Eggman. He's a sort of Eggman. <laughs> <laughs> he is an Eggman. Um, he's, uh, and he was briefly kind of the flavor of the month, but he hit his ceiling pretty quickly. It's like, Okay, you got those mall cop movies. Yeah. What, what else is in your range? And he was like, <laughs> not much. Just put me in something with ex-Scientologist Leah Remini and I'm about right. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, there, I mean, there was a bunch of shows that sort of um, followed that formula of trying to see the funny side of what was essentially 
a profoundly unhappy marriage. Uh, <laughs> like I find everybody loves Raymond quite uncomfortable because I'm just like, <laughs> you should just not be in a relationship. You don't have to be. <laughs> everybody loves Raymond. That must be, that must still just be on, on, um, Oh, and the maps, that must just be getting slammed on streaming services. Surely. Yeah, that I would have thought so. That was massive. That show. Yeah, that's your uh, that's your casual viewing go to for sure. Yeah, because it's just every episode is. I mean, I I used to feel that way about Scrubs. Every episode was like a song you'd heard a hundred times before. You knew exactly where the kind of rhythm of the episode was leading you. Yeah, I can imagine that Scrubs would be very um like self-care kind of day because it's it's not too challenging. No. You're going to love that JD. He's just... It's got a bit of schmaltz at the end of every episode. It's got, it's got a lot of schmaltz, yeah. I thought I might sing you the uh, theme tune from Ed. Remember Ed, the bowling alley lawyer? <laughs> not until you mentioned it, I didn't. Was he Was he a lawyer? I th- was that the whole thing? Did he have a Maybe. lawyer? Was did he have a pr- did he have a practice in a bowling alley? I couldn't work it out. Or did he run the bowling alley? Mm. I couldn't remember. Don't know. Maybe but he I just was remember a, he was a bowler who ran his bowling practice out of his law firm. <laughs> <laughs> he converted his law firm into a bowling alley. And <laughs> thought cli- clients would like that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Lighten I it up a bit. I hadn't thought about it in a long time. Hang on, I'm going to look this up. This is going to take two seconds. Ed, I'm just going to put in Ed the Show. What was it? Ed the Show, what was it? Ed the Show, what was it? That's like an Ask Jeeves search terms. <laughs> okay, he's listening to this. The show revolves around Ed Stevens, a hotshot New York lawyer who on the same day he is fired from his job... Yeah. Comes home to discover his wife is having an affair with a mailman that she claims she met at Starbucks. This isn't what I'm this is not what I'm looking for. Then <laughs> uh prem, premise. The show revolves on Ed Steven, a hotshot lawyer. He's fired. Dejected Ed decides to return to his hometown of Stuckyville. Oh, I remember spend that. Some time. Yeah. Upon his arrival, he's reunited with his friends that he misses. As well as his high school crush, and am I right in thinking his high school crush? She went on to be the wife, one of the wives in um, Modern Family. Is that oh, her? Oh, right. I don't know. You're much more Ed. Ed sad. Familiar. I'm much more sad than you are. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Determined to win her heart, Ed decides to stay, buying a rundown bowling alley and setting up a new law firm in the process. Oh, so he. he Earning the nick, uh, earning the undesired nickname, the Bowling Alley Lawyer. Mm. Okay, we got it. Wow! Now I can do my. Now I can do my song. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> when it's my moment in the sun, oh how beautiful I'll be! <laughs> in a normal sort of way, like I am you and you are me. Oh wow! There you go. Quite moved. Clem Snide. It's a band, Clem Snide. It's a beautiful song. And that song, was the actually. Ed Pop- theme. Yeah. It's a song from a band called Clem Snide. And wow, was the nice. See, I remember the lyrics, many of the lyrics, to uh, the King of Queens theme song. <laughs> and yet I have no memory. How much King of Queens? Well, I don't know. All I, can, all, all I can assume is that 
during one of my sporadic bouts of depression in my 20s, I somehow <laughs> allowed myself to watch a fair bit of King of Queens, which I can't, it just blows my mind. Like, there's nothing in that show for me. I love how much, del- how much this Eggman, how much delivery this Eggman does each yeah, day. Exactly. This, this Eggman's really bolstering my serotonin levels. Um, (laughs) (laughs) the other show I was thinking about getting into recently was, uh, which I never, which I missed the first time around was Northern Exposure. Cause I just like the premise. It seems like quite a gentle understated show that I could get into after work when I just need to relax and hear the tale of a out of place doctor who went to, you know, remote Canada or whatever happens. There's a there's a scene in that where they end up watching Australian Rules football on TV. I don't oh, know wow. how that happened, but they're in a bar, I think, and it's on, and then somebody has to explain it to oh. them. It's like it's like how everybody lost their mind when Wheels in Degrassi Junior High is just appears <laughs> oh, on yeah. screen wearing a Foots Grey Guernsey. And everyone's <laughs> just going, "What? I wonder what the story is behind that." I think uh, I think a Victorian guy was working in Canada and ended up on the. Set. He was working mm. on set and just said, "Why don't you just throw this on wheels? Go doggies." have a bit of experience with people acting awkwardly around you because you're a yeah. person who uses crutches yeah. and people who encounter you often won't have had much experience with people with physical disabilities. Yeah. If they, I mean, usually the kind of people who miss, miss, who react to you in inappropriate ways, whether that is asking me if they can pray for me, which happens more than you would oh, think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I forget about that one. That's my. That's always my favourite. It's good. And there was a time when I could barely get down Rundle Mall in Adelaide without somebody offering to pray for me. Uh, that is just the best because it's just, it makes all of these assumptions, which are just sensational. Yeah. Just. It's just. This, it's, this must be terrible. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah, I remember being, I was actually on. Uh, a Tinder date once and somebody offered to pray for me. Not the date. On the date. Not the date. No, (laughs) that would have been, (laughs) that would have been another level. But, um, but this, this sort of wackadoodle man who walked past, who saw me approached the table. It was probably only our second or third date and said, (laughs) and said, can I pray for you? And I, I mean, I laughed because I was just like, this is pretty good. Uh, <laughs> it's got a bit of anecdotal value. But um, but then, yeah, then I said, and I said to him, oh, no, thank you. I'm fine. And uh, when he I was. He said, you can't, you can't really stop me. He closed his eyes and just 
and just squeezed his little fists really tight and went, I'm doing it. Yeah. Just why, why even us? That's a good, you've raised a good point. Just do it in your fucking head as you walk past. And then if I suddenly get up and start running, you can be like, fucking, there we go. Job done. Um, do they ever say, do they ever say, you, you could always say, well, look, I'd like to, um, I'd like to vet the prayer first. Can you give me the gist? <laughs> Which one? Of- yeah. I don't want to just hear about, uh, I don't want to hear an Our Father or a Hail Mary because that's no, I just. I want final, I want final cut on this, uh, <laughs> on this prayer. Want, yeah, exactly. Um, I, I want, I want creative control. Um, uh, can you send me a draft? Um, and then what I'm often tempted to say is, which I never have because I don't quite have the heart for it, but it is, is like, okay, look, here's the thing. If you, if you think this is going to work, uh, then, you know, I'll, I'll suspend my disbelief. You do the prayer. We agree on a set of falsifiable conditions. <laughs> If it doesn't, if I if I'm still injured in thirty minutes, let's say, because maybe there's a bit of lag, <laughs> there's a bit to work through. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, we could even make it twelve months. You know, there's a lot of transactions on the back prayer catalog. block on the prayer blockchain that have yeah. to go through, and there are evidently a number of. I mean, there are people starving to death. So I'm not sure that a, ba- a barrister living in Melbourne who has a fairly manageable disability will be at the top of the list. But um, let's say we take 12 months and then and then if it doesn't work, you have to you have to admit that it hasn't worked and you have to reflect <laughs> on why that is. <laughs> When uh, when they say next time somebody says, "Can I pray for you?" you should say, "Yes, please." I've always wanted to go on a date with Cindy Crawford. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Come on, I've earned it. Just like I'll pick the prayer because I'm assuming they don't say. What's so weird about it as well is they just assume you know exactly what the prayer is. You know, yeah, like yeah. They don't say, I, I could be wrong, but I'm assuming they don't say, can I pray for you? And this is, this is the prayer. It's about this. Yeah. I don't think, because I, I used to, in my very early days, when the first few times this happened and I felt kind of, I sort of felt compassion for the person. So I was yeah. like, they're, okay, they're yeah. well-meaning. Yeah, exactly. And I said, yes, you can go ahead. And then they did, and I sort of said, oh, thanks for that, yeah. I feel pretty much the same, I think, uh, but <laughs> thanks thanks for giving it a whack. And uh, <laughs> don't think I haven't asked for this myself. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, you're like, you've went to Catholic school yeah, for exactly. 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and if there's one thing I learned at Catholic school, it's that God likes suffering, and He, <laughs> if anything, if anything, He's done this. 
Um, it gets him off. It gets him off. It's <laughs> kink. <laughs> yeah. Who are you going to pray to? Because I tell you what, guy at the top of the pile, he knows exactly what he's doing. Um, but uh, yeah, but but they do, and they they would sort of just, I don't know, do the whole sort of laying on of hands thing, or they'd say like, uh, you know, the usual sort of bland thing that Pentecostals come up with. Oh, thank you in Jesus' name, please help this man. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, life is going pretty well. Who am I to say they didn't work? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe well, this is the thing. Maybe he prayed for you to become a barrister <laughs> and have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you're not going to fix him, at least let him have a podcast. He said, "Dear God, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stagger the the list in into tiers of preference. <laughs> One, yeah, exactly." Uh, not have spina bifida. Two, become a barrister. Three, have a podcast. <laughs> should I do? Shall I do Dave and Johnny the Squirrel? Yeah, sure. Can I just say? Yeah. Uh, today in Australia is thirtieth uh, of June, so I want to wish everyone a happy new financial year. I know for a lot of our <laughs> listeners, that's. <laughs> That's a special time when you reflect on some of the write-offs that you've made this year <laughs> and you look forward to some of the write-offs you might make next year. <laughs> the new financial year fairy comes to your home. <laughs> you think about your capital gains, you think about your capital losses, you know, hard to know in the final analysis. Okay, so then we'll say... Thanks a lot, everybody. Bye. You give a bye as well. Okay. Bye, everyone. Love you very much. And I'll, we'll see you in a week. <laughs> <laughs>